don't know about you, but I am always looking for ways to be more creative. So I'm about to share with you my five top creative hacks that I hope will make you feel unstoppably creative. Are you ready? Well, hello and welcome to the Unstoppably Creative Podcast, where I'm going to show you how to increase your confidence, build momentum, and create wildly successful results. I'm your host, Leslie Becker, and I'm here to help you have an unstoppably creative life. So let's get to it. Well, hello there, my friend, and welcome to the Unstoppably Creative Podcast. I'm Leslie Becker, and today we are diving into creativity hacks. Now, I have a feeling since you're a creative that you've probably looked up blogs that have creative hacks on them, or maybe you've listened to other podcasts that give you some creative hacks. But my hope today is that the five that I'm going to share with you are ones that you haven't heard before. So I'm going to dive right in because I'm excited to share these with you. So my first creativity hack is literally one that has saved me most of my life. And that is when all else fails, pull out a giant whiteboard. Now, I'm sure no matter what creative field you are in, that you have used a whiteboard before. I gotta be honest, I have whiteboards all over my house. I have small ones that I can write what I'm doing that day and then just erase it the next day and add what I'm doing that day. And I've got these giant ones. I even recently found a peel and stick whiteboard. It is a giant whiteboard that I swear to you, I stick it against my wall. And then when I want to take it with me and stick it on another wall, I peel that thing off, roll it up and haul it with me. It is the most cool tool. And I will put in the show notes where I found that. But the reason that I say you must have a whiteboard, particularly a big whiteboard, is when you do, you automatically think bigger. For me, I don't like to think small and it's very hard for me as I've gotten older to actually see things that are really small. So I naturally am writing bigger on my whiteboards. I'm thinking bigger, but when you actually use a large whiteboard, that's like on a wall or on a big roller, your mind suddenly expands just by the sheer size of the space on that whiteboard. Your mind will crack open even wider than you ever thought that it could. So if you are struggling and you are needing to be a little more creative, do not be afraid to pull out your giant whiteboard. All right. Creative hack number two. Now I'm going to say this and you're going to think I'm going to say one thing, but I'm going to say another. Another big creative hack that I use is think outside the format. I know you thought I was going to say think outside the box, but that's a natural thing a creative does is think outside the box. No, I want you to think outside the format. So let's say you have an idea for, say, a screenplay that you want to write. I want you to look at that idea you have for a screenplay and ask yourself, what if I took myself outside of the format? In other words, if you decide you want to write a screenplay, what are the other formats that this same story or the same idea could be in that could actually make it be more successful? So for instance, when I think about my podcast, this podcast came out of obviously the name of my business, but it also came out of this notion of, okay, if I'm unstoppably creative, what are some of the things that I could do? And what's a format that I really enjoy? Well, being a writer, I love writing a blog. 
But I gotta be honest with you, I write all day, eight hours a day. So I had to come up with a different format where I didn't have to come home after eight hours of writing and write some more. Instead, I'm gonna turn it into a podcast. So the moment that you ask yourself, what can I think of outside the format? I promise you that it will give you new ideas that you never thought you would do. So that's number two. Number three, I'm going to surprise you again. Number three is copy someone else. Now, I am not talking about going and plagiarizing and stealing someone's idea. I'm talking about that natural process of what I call stealing like an artist. You've probably heard of that wonderful book. And if you haven't, I will put it in the show notes for you to jump into. But stealing like an artist is being somebody who simply observes other things. There are very few things in life that are absolutely 100% new ideas. If you go back way, 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 way back in history, everything that you look at in the past somehow comes forward to the future. Look at fashion. Things that were designed in fashion years and years ago come back and appear again. Think about those things that you wore in high school. And can't you just see some of the people around nowadays that young people are wearing those same things you wore in high school or in college or in grade school, and suddenly it seems like this new thing? Well, it's the same with your art. I want you to always be looking around. And if you see something that you love, copy it. But don't copy it verbatim. Don't steal from them. Don't plagiarize. Copy the notion of it or the idea of it and then make it your own. This is the way that you can use your creativity in lots of different ways. Because honestly, my friend, there's going to be times that your well feels like it dries up. And so why not look at other people in your field or even outside your field or format and see what you could copy from them, but make it your own. That's creativity hack number three. Number four, this is a huge one, and I had to learn this the hard way, but I want you, when you are struggling to create whatever it is you're creating, I want you to not care about the outcome. Boom, I said it. How many of you are always creating with the end and the result in mind? You're creating it to be perfect. You're creating it to sell it. You're creating it to publish it or get somebody to pick it up. Whatever it is, there's always a result that you're focusing on. But what would your creativity look like if you didn't care about the outcome? Now, one of the really cool things I've shared on another podcast episode is when I used to be a part of a thing called the song game. The song game was a group of about six of us who were given a prompt each week. It might have just been a word or a phrase that we had to then write a song about by the end of the week and then we'd share it with each other. Now, there was no purpose to this except to get in the habit of writing a song a week. So by the end of a year, we had automatically written 52 songs in a very easy, systematic way. So the cool thing about that is we didn't care about the outcome. We weren't writing those songs to get it as a hit on the radio. We were writing it to stay committed to the notion of, hey, the prompt this week is blue, so I'm going to write a song that either has the word blue in it or that makes me feel blue. So I want you, the next time you're struggling with whatever it is you're creating, try not caring about the outcome. Now, I also want you to hear when I say that, of course, 
There are certain projects where you absolutely care about the outcome because it's either a deadline, it's a commission that somebody's uh, paid you for that you have to get done, or you're under a deadline. Of course, there, uh, when we create as artists, we've got to have those results. But when you're struggling to get that result, literally ask yourself, what would happen if I didn't care about the outcome? What would I do? And sometimes when you don't care about the outcome, you might come up with your most creative idea yet. So that's number four. We've got only one left. This is a super quick little podcast episode, but I'm so excited to share these that I waited for the best for last. This is one I want to hope that you have never heard anywhere else. This is what I call the juju jar. So you probably heard of the word like something has good juju. Well, I want you to create your own creativity juju jar. Here's what you do. You're going to take a piece of paper, a couple of pieces of paper, and you're just going to cut up it, cut them up in little, little strips. So you, enough that you could write a little sentence or, um, or comment on one of those strips. And what I want you to put on those is anytime someone says something great about your work or acknowledges you, I want you to just write it down on that little piece of paper and then just fold it up. And I want you to throw it in your juju jar. And then the next time someone says something great, go, oh, that's so nice they said that. Let me write that down and I'm going to put it in my juju jar. And just as life goes on, you continue building your juju jar with all these wonderful comments. So then when you're not feeling inspired or you're not feeling confident or you're not feeling like you are you know, creating anything that's great right now, I want you to reach in that juju jar and pull out one of the comments and read it. My friend, I have a juju jar. I made a juju jar for my sister. I want you to build yourself a juju jar. This thing is one of the most amazingly impactful things you can imagine. Because not only do you get to see that comment that somebody made or somebody said about you that was wonderful, you get to remind yourself that, oh, I am great or I do have skills or I am talented. And you also get to remember that person who said it. So even if you didn't write down on that piece of paper who said it, it's going to make your, your um, brain try to remember who it was. And it will bring you right back to that moment. And it will instantly put you in a better mode and show you again that you are absolutely unstoppably creative, my friend. All right, my friend, that's what I've got for you today. And next week, we are going to tackle the 10 best Christmas gifts for your creative friends. I look forward to being with you then. And until then, keep living your unstoppably creative life. Bye-bye.